what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot under Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello, welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the Seagull Prince of Wrestling Podcasting. Big baby. Good evening. You well? Yeah, I'm very well. Um, yeah. Yeah, very well. Win, yes, well, we say we had a bad Sunday. start to our Europa League uh, last Thursday, hmm. um, but yeah, followed it up with, a, with another win in the Premier League. So um, yeah, played six, won five, lost one. Hmm. Um, so really, really well, our best ever start to a Premier League season. So yeah, really, really continuing on from last season. Really exciting times. Uh, so it's a shame about the Europa League start, but I'm sure, yeah, if you're going to get your bad performance, get it out of the way in the first game. So, um, then off to, off to Marseille a week Thursday for the first, first European away game. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, flying out on the Thursday morning, um, with my brother and a mate. Um, so yeah, excited, excited for it. Um, you know quite a lot of, I mean there's sort of like, loads of people I know who are sort of on different flights and whatnot. so mm. I'm sure it'll be the case of just reconvening when everyone gets there but uh and yeah yeah looking forward to it that sounds amazing I can't really say anything United lost at the, at Europe as well did, did win on yeah he did yeah, yeah, yeah one, one, one nil Burnley yeah, yeah, bringing John, Johnny Evans the uh the saviour <laughs> yeah, yeah. back into Man United uh yeah <laughs> yeah <so. laughs> who would have thought it um <laughs> That's where Lance, obviously Lance set the game tonight, United against Palace, so. Yes. Hope, I, I actually will be cheering on Man United tonight, um, so. <laughs> yeah, I had a fun weekend of putting the, the training, the um, training centre, it's not called a training centre. <laughs> <A> performance centre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Wrestle Island Temple got a new ring at the weekend, a 16 foot ring, so I had the fun of putting that together at the weekend, and then, then the owner of the gym came in and he goes, it needs to be moved. Three foot that way, so four of us had to pick up a ring and move it three foot. It weighed a bloody ton. <laughs> but yeah, it looks amazing. I can't wait to wrestle in it next week. Oh, it's going to be nice to be in a ring where you don't have to pretend you can't reach the ropes because the last one was a 12 foot ring. So anywhere in the middle of the ring, you just have to put your arm out so you can reach the ropes. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's going to be good to be in a ring where you don't have to pretend that you, you can't reach the ropes. And it's yeah. You don't, you don't do moves and automatically fall into the ropes. It's going to be fun, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited. Yeah, um, have we anything else? Any other news? No? Still job hunting, still on a course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you said about that. It sounds quite exciting as well, that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, um, we'll keep, um, keep enjoying it, I say, whilst out of, uh, whilst out of the, the, the boring nine till five. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite enjoying like going to gym and not having to rush home. Hundred percent. Doing just doing everything is like leisurely, like just yeah. That was what I don't want to say it because people are obviously going through some traumatic times and way worse, and it's not obviously Mm. a nice thing to to joke about at all. But during COVID, I mean, that was the when I was on furlough, that was an element that was quite nice having to just obviously you could just well when I say do everything you wanted that's obviously not a lie but like you say like just going out for like that for going out for a run and stuff and not having to like rush back to then to go on the laptop or anything and seeing like god knows how many emails that have come through or mm. anything like that so but no um no enjoy it enjoy it whilst uh enjoy it whilst you can I say yes I intend to yeah yeah the course we're on is kind of they get, as soon as we get walked in, he goes, this is a five-day course, but they've, made, they've now stretched it over nine days. So we are literally having like 45-minute lunches. No, 45-minute break, breaks in the morning, hour-and-a-half lunches, 45-minute break in the afternoon. <laughs> He's trying to stretch this five-day course over nine days. <laughs> but it's fun. There's only, yeah, there's only so many times. If you're there for nine days straight, there's only so many times you can look around the shops in Liverpool when you don't want to buy anything. So... 
don't want to spend any money. But anyway, we'll start with the news. It's breaking-ish news. I think it's been broken. Oh, God. The last couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's been rumoured for weeks. But WWE have finally announced. Why aren't you loading? <laughs> I want to read it straight. They've released a press, uh, a press release today. Uh, WWE today announced the signing of Jay Cargill to a multi-year deal. The news was first reported by ESPN. Cargill, a standout performer who has earned accolades as an industry-renowned uh, talent, will begin training at, today at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando. So it's a short, short but sweet press release. Yeah, I mean, I, I quite, I quite like the fact that it's they've announced it like a big sign, a bit like a, almost like football clubs do when they announce a new sign and sort of thing. So I've got no, I, don't, I know some of us are not, but it's resting. Surely you just don't announce it and you have a surprise like turn up. But I think also as well, being realistic, I mean, it's not like a, a like someone like a Cody Rhodes that they signed where everyone's obviously going to like know who it is, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean. The last majority will know who it is, but there's also the awkwardness. If you want to have a resume player, there could that's already probably going to um, already. She feels like a main event player by that announcement. The fact that WWE have made made it like it is a major draw. So there is fans out there who don't really follow other promotions and don't really know too much about her for the mm-hmm. reason. At least now they kind of would have an idea that oh, okay, well it is probably a big sign and yet um, so. No, um, yeah, I quite like the way they've done it. Uh, just, yeah, excited to see what they, what the whole, I mean, I've always said about how big, sh- how, how much potential she had in AEW to be the biggest, well, the, almost the face of the women's division in AEW. Really think that can actually still happen now in WWE as well. So it does feel like, um, feels like also probably the, 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 the biggest female signing since Ronda Rousey, I'd say as well, for, in my opinion. Yeah, out of the available women out there, this seems to be a, the biggest star they could have got. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Certainly wrestlers who have not appeared on WWE as well, for sure. Mm. Um, and I'd argue, you could even, to an extent, say this is probably the biggest signing since, well, arguably since Cody Rhodes returned, mm. you could say. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's obviously lots of arguments people could make with various of the signings that Triple H have, or more, more signings Triple H brought back as opposed to... Yes. New signs, but this feels very fresh, and um, yeah, excited to see what they what they do with her. Um, I think yeah, there's obviously so many options you can go down, lots of routes. So um, and it'll be interesting as well what they do if, if they start her in NXT or if they um bump her straight to the um. Yeah, I was going to ask quick, which one? What, do you, what, what would you do? I mean, it's a bit. I think at the moment you could get away with NXT in the sense that. Becky's the champion, and she's probably going to be doing a fair few open challenges, I suspect, given how the first sort of few weeks of her reign's gone. Mm. Um, so, and also has to be credible who Becky loses to. Um, so, I think that kind of writes itself. I think it's already a big feud for her to go in, getting her a big win against well, one of the biggest names on the female division. I think then she holds the title like she held the. TBS title for like five hundred yeah, days. <laughs> absolutely, well, you could. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it worked well. Well, it worked well with Oscar in NXT. Mm-hmm. She had that amazing run. So there's there's every chance you could get away of doing something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very intrigued of what what they do with it. But for me, that screams like that could be a very good simple place to start, and it sort of ticks a lot of boxes there of what what you can really really do with her off to get her off to a good start as well. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with their character because the heel persona was very similar to Bianca's heel persona. She's like the best Everton, so I'm interested if they're going to like well keep her name and how they're going to present her. Are they going to surround her with the, one of the baddies, like surround her with a group or give her a mouthpiece? Because yeah, I'm really excited for this. I didn't realise she was 31. I, I thought I thought she was younger than that. Yeah, I thought she was as well, actually. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think with her, I mean, she always struck me as someone who could do a, um, obviously could be a baby face for sure. Um, Obviously, we never got to see that in AEW, but um, definitely, I think it can be explored. It could be, I would say, WWE would probably rather stick with 
um, stick with what kind of she's been doing in terms of a heel that she's probably more used to that. So it's probably a better place to maybe start off with. Um, but who knows? Because I think one thing I've noticed with a lot of these promotions, they do like to kind of, um, I think the majority of the time they like to stick kind of when they bring in a character, it's kind of what they've done in a pre-promotion, so to speak, of what they were. So, I mean, obviously, they've only really brought in, what, a couple of people from AEW, but obviously, well, Cody came over, Babyface. Um, in fact, even some of the releases, like Bronson Reed, brought back as a heel when he wasn't a heel in Impact. Mm. Um, obviously, with people going the opposite way, when they when they brought when Adam Cole first time, he obviously was a heel WWE, went into AEW heel. Um, da- Brian Danielson obviously left WWE as a babyface, went into AEW as a babyface. Um, so yeah, there's there, there's many examples where they like trying to keep how the character they were uh, in the previous promotion. So, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I think I, th- I think the, the the idea is bring her in. I get her to beat Becky. She's this physically imposing, just stature of. It. I think she's nearly six foot tall, mm-hmm. and, and she's built like. <laughs> A goddess, <laughs> a Greek it goddess. Really is, yeah. <laughs> Proper chiseled. So she could, yeah, rule over the yeah, NXT division for a year or so. That'd be good. And I, did you see Pete Quinnell from Vessel Talk's predictions? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> he thinks Nia Jax has been back, brought back solely to get squashed by Jake Cargill. <laughs> and then she's off again. <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, I've seen worse predictions, but, um, yeah. Yeah, you predicted that, um, oh, who was it? The guy, the guy in NXT who was built for weeks and weeks and weeks and then just got squashed by Joe. Oh. Carrying Cross. No. There's a bull guy. Oh. Dan, Dan Mather or something? Danny Birch? No, it was Dan, Dan, Dan Mather. He had, he had like promo packages for weeks. This guy's coming. And then he got squashed by Joe just to put Joe over. <laughs> I really can't remember this. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember that for the life of me. Uh, I, think, I think that's... Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. She comes in, beats Becky. She's automatically top. Like, default, like, main event anyway, but she could go straight to the main roster, but she decides to... Um, decides to stay on NXT. Yeah. No, exactly. There's, 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 there's so many. I think whatever they do as well. I think when you've got a nice new toy, <laughs> not probably not the right way, but uh, when you've got a new superstar, I mean, usually it's quite difficult to mess it up. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm, this could have come out to bite me that comment, but uh, I feel <laughs> I, I think it, it, there, there's there, when you've got so many options. Yeah, I mean, whatever you do can't really be a wrong one. You'd like to think so. Um, I'm yeah, I'm optimistic for this, and I think it's well. It's I know that the yeah, Triple H has brought in a few female stars and whatnot, but I feel like it could be a bit of a, a kick the women's division knees as well when they've signed a major player that almost like a lot of other wrestlers could hopefully sort of, sort of raise their game and and so yeah, re- just really interested, and I think it'll be a yeah a lot of eyes on the on the on the female division coming up. Cool. And probably the biggest news of the last week, I think, did it happen? So that happened like Tuesday night, like as soon as we started, we finished recording. Or was it like Wednesday, or the releases started happening? Oh, um, when did they all start? No, I think it was, um, I think it was actually Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Yeah. I think it was Thursday, because I was at the, re- I went to the wrestling, I went to the football on Thursday, and yeah, yeah and when I went to the pub, it started, I saw that my phone started to, um, pop up quite a bit. So, yeah, it was the Thursday. Yes. So, what we decided to do, we're going to discuss, the releases, and then me and Nick, I'm going to take AEW, Nick's going to take Impact Wrestling, I'm going to do a little draft of who we think, maybe maybe do like five each, of who we would like to go to each promotion. But there's some surprising names on it, considering like, um, I want to start with Dolph Ziggler, because I think I've got a little bit to say about it, but I thought he was going to be a lifer in WWE, I thought, there's no way he just does what he's told. He's <laughs> you can put him at any point in the card, and he doesn't look out of place. Really, I was completely shocked when that that came up. Yeah, no, really, um, really shocked. I mean, that was the most surprising one I think out of all of them, um, given the fact. Yeah, we think I think he's the only 
well, well, yeah, surely the only the, the only world champion that's been released. Um, yeah, I mean, with Dolph as well, it's frustrating release, but also I think my biggest frustration is just already you think about all the missed opportunities that that have happened over the years uh, with him, where they were, they, like they were going to pull the trigger and really give him a a main event sort of run. I mean, there's there's so many uh, examples. I think I think already at the top of my head, I'm thinking back to twenty. Obviously, well, 2013 when the money in the bank cash and arguably, I mean, to this day, probably still one of the best cash-ins of all time for, that, for the for the pop alone. Um, uh, even sort of his runs in with the mid card in like 2011, 2012, he was putting on very even every week on TV, just putting on very, very good back like matches. Um, the Miz feud 2016 um, when he cut that awesome promo when they were feuding for the Intercontinental Belt, mm. uh, that was brilliant. Um, 2014 as well I think when they had the team Triple H uh, when the team oh, yeah, Morrissey, yeah. The, when he was the last man standing which was great obviously I thought he was going to get a proper push after that and then well yeah no, exactly I mean it seemed like oh okay well they've, they've even given him the one that's come from the underdog kind of thing with it, they chose him over Cena in that respect usually you'd expect it just to be Cena that mm. so, sort of does all the, the underdog but yeah, it was, it, yeah I really thought of that they would so there's been many opportunities and I saw even just seeing some comments on Twitter about it well, some people even brought up the thing where in 2017 well late 2017 when he won the US title then just walked out seemingly on the company and then returned at the Rumble only four weeks yeah. later where <laughs> it made no sense but had it maybe they actually had just gone <coughs> like well I, I know hindsight's a, a wonderful thing I know because obviously Nakamura won it that year and Naturally, obviously, it didn't go very well. The match at WrestleMania and follow it on. Maybe, yeah, Dolph could have done it that year. And I think at the time, obviously, it might have not gone down as well. But if it was all part of the storyline, then then who knows? So there's 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 been many times. But yeah, I, I just really thought that yeah, you could have. There would have always been a, a solid place for him on the card. Mm. I know he has always dropped hints that wanting to team with his brother at some point. So maybe. If it's a, if it's a, it could even be like a mutual, potentially a mutual agreement. I know when, when all these releases come, it always doesn't feel like, I don't know, when like, uh, say like when a football club releases players at the end of the season, mm. this always feels a little bit different in WWE. I always feels, I mean, whether it's just because of this, I still have the nightmares back to when they were releasing people during COVID, which was just horrendous. And from from just inexcusables and just morally horrendous, um, but yeah, I think I yeah I, I think he has dropped hints in the past that going to AEW to maybe team with his brother, even on not even just AEW but on the Indies. So yeah, there could be a little bit of him wanting to move on as well as opposed to WWE sort of pushing him out the door or anything like that. Maybe I think he could he's. Of of like it was been released, he could do like a Cody Matt Cardona type indie career because I think there's still a lot of love for him in the mm. wrestling community fans. So I think he could do it. I'd love him to do it. I don't want him to go straight to AW or Impact. I think go out, go out, go see the world. Goes with their experience in the Indies. I think he'd be a huge star in the Indies. Yeah, I think he's got he's got the personality to slightly switch up his gimmick slightly, and then. Uh, yeah, I don't want him to completely copy Cody, but if he did do like a, you know, Cody did the list of people he wants to face and places he wants to work, and he just put it out there, that could be something interesting. So, but yeah, and then yeah, returns to WWE main event in a couple of years. As I was thinking, he's never gave us a chance to miss him because he's just because he's been there constantly for best part of twenty years probably. Well, no, yeah, I think he's, if you're, um, I think, yeah, it has been, because you forget how, I mean, I, I think he first came on TV in 2005 when he was, when, do you remember that gi- uh, oh, gimmick Kieran, Chavo Kieran, Guerrero Kieran, had? Kieran White's cabbie, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so whether he was assigned to WWE even before that, um, so that's what, 2005, so that's what, yeah, 18 years. 18 years. Since, so he's been on TV for about 18 years now, so that is an incredible long time. Um, and yeah, yeah, really when you think about it, that, then that sort of speaks volume, doesn't it? Um, another one surprised me was, I think, Ali, because he had a title match that week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, yeah, you're right, yeah, he was supposed to be facing Dominic Mysterio at No Mercy. Mm. Um, I think with Mustafa Ali, he has been, 
almost dropping hints that he's been wanting to get out for oh, a while. So um yeah, I mean if he wants to go then I think that always makes it feel well a bit nicer but I suppose about, about the whole thing. Um but yeah, I mean that was surprising given the timing of it all. Um yeah, it was, it was, I think it was the timing rather than him actually being released because he's been once ago for a while. But you know, just you'd think they'd just maybe hold out until post. I mean, not that it's. I can't imagine too many people going to that show are going to be up in arms, going, "Oh no, I paid my ticket to see that match in particular." <laughs> I mean, some people might do. Who knows? But uh, you'd like to think with some of the matches already announced, that was that that will probably suffice. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, as I say. Timing, bit surprising. Release itself, not really surprising, personally. Um, I never want to use the phrase, oh, well, I'm, I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're gone, so I didn't like them on TV. I'm, I'm not a fan of people saying that because at the end of the day, it's someone's livelihood, it's someone's job that's not gone. Um, so, but uh, like I say, if it's always a mutual exit, then it always feels a little bit nicer, mm. doesn't it, about the, about the release and about the situation. Yeah, I thought Dana Brooke had been doing quite decent stuff on NXT as well. He seems to have got a tap back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's actually one wrestler I think could... I mean, I was trying to look at the positive spins on when wrestlers get released, and I think she's one who could really actually do with a freshen up, do with a new promotion. Um, I, 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 yeah, I think... I, I I'll get into it a little bit later, so I might just drop the hint about one of my draft picks. <laughs> but, uh, I think... Uh, no, she... I think she's definitely... There's a few wrestlers on this list, to be fair, that could have a, a change of scenery. Yeah. And she's I, one I, that I really yeah. think... Yeah. Yeah, I think if Jordan Grace is leaving Impact, she, she could be a nice... She could get into that slot of Jordan Grace quite well. So... A hundred percent. And, like I say, there's many wrestlers on this that... Do a freshen up, but she screams one. I mean, there's been, there's been like sort of, I think the parents have been in that sort of circle of going back in circles and it always seems to be the same thing. Oh, I've not had the opportunity and I'm, uh, I've worked my ass off for the last God knows how many years and I, 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 I'm going to start taking my opportunity where it's like, mm, okay, well, here we go again, sort of thing. Mm. No question that she's obviously clearly is, and, and people wrestlers always say she is one of the hardest working wrestlers in the back so clearly there's, that's not disputed at all the ability in the ring not disputed um, I just think sometimes with, like any wrestler in any, in any promotion around the world it can just do a nice change and I think she's one that can really go down many wrestlers lists of going to the indies and absolutely thriving and coming back almost a, a complete different superstar and a mm. major star I think obviously you naturally always look at the two that always spring to mind are oh, your Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes um, so they're the, you know, they're, they're the two that will always spring to mind in that sense, but um, always potential when any whenever when anyone gets released because yeah. you could say I mean yeah cause, I mean Drew's a good one I mean well both of them are but I mean when they left their various promotions I don't think anyone would have ever called them coming back in to be in main event players so yeah, but they're like Jabba father when he left they weren't Richard no, no, was in the three man three man band and stardust <laughs> no one would have ever predicted that to um, both of them to come where they've come so sky is always the limit and it's never yeah you can never rule anything out of if, if someone changes a gimmick or changes a character or so yeah I think I just think change of scenery can sometimes be a very, very good thing yeah yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was quite sad for us because you saw the she put a tweet out going, "Yay, Dream!" Because they, they announced that um, yeah. they're going to Perth. It's like, "Yeah, Dream, dream come true." And then an hour later, oh, does never mind. I've been released. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I actually think with her, she's the one I was most. I mean, I was going through the releases. She's one that I, um, I really actually was a bit annoyed that WWE didn't book her better. I and mean, with her, I mean, she did some great stuff in in uh, Impact. And I just think the character in Impact would have worked absolutely fine in WWE. Um, I mean, she, you could have even put her into NXT if you had to. Like, there would, it just seemed to me like just bit bit poor booking from WWE from the off. Never really um, had plans. Never really did anything. It just seemed very, yeah, very poor. I think. I think this one is a more of a WWE blame than this one, where nothing's really where there's definitely. Uh, space for her, in my opinion, still on to uh, in in either on any promotion in WWE. Characters definitely there, both as a heel or a babyface. Wrestlers certainly there, mm. but clearly 
booking and decisions from from yeah have, have not been so yeah disappointed with this one I think WWE really could have done something and it's not like they, they, they've gone oh, okay well it's just not working whether she's had but they haven't really given it much TV time so yeah dis- disappointed with that with that release that was one I was most disappointed with yeah. so. also her fiance Reddick Moss got released as well he's not been on telly for a while has he I don't think he was getting, he got, he was getting a de- decent push under Vince McMahon but I don't think he's done much since Hunter took over really and then Rick Boogs I was so upset when I saw this I said no you can't get rid of Boog and Hagen he's my favourite <laughs> gonna miss his screaming yeah I mean with Boogs I, I get there was a lot of I mean clearly he's lied because there was a lot of upset people on social media about his release for me I've never really kind of got the gimmick <laughs> um, so whether that's that could be me maybe but mm. yeah as I said like I've said earlier I'm not going to ever be happy someone's released but for me yeah again falls into that category of maybe could do a bit of a change of scenery I've just never really got the character uh, not questioning his in-ring ability and I felt as I say so sorry for him at Wrestlemania where he suffered that nasty injury on the grandest stage it was a Obviously, and that, that killed a bit of momentum because obviously he wasn't. He, no, there's no doubt he was very over at that point as well. So, um, yeah, no shame. Mm. Yeah, Shell Benjamin's another one. Is he's a solid hand to have in that mid card? He's just, if you want to bring somebody in, like they used to do with um, you say we used to have Owen Hart or like um, X Pack. It's like you put them against them to see if they can go in the ring. And I said like, that somebody. It's, it's just somebody with that much experience to have in the mid card is, must be brilliant. So it's, it's, it's another strange one. Oh, if, if you didn't want him in the ring, I'm sure he'll be an amazing like producer or something. He's got so much experience. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think with Shelton, um, yeah, definitely. A, yeah, I think clearly, obviously, had a very good career, regardless of what happens now yeah. to him. This is this is exactly a good example of where. Where I think with all these releases where it doesn't have to be as sort of almost grim reading, so to speak, of all these people get released. Shelton could be a good example of WWE when his contract runs out and expires, going, well, thank you, Shelton. You've really done well over the last few years. You've helped us out, did very well during the COVID era, but we're not going to give you a new contract because we would like, we'd rather invest, I don't know, rather go with more younger wrestlers coming through and, but yeah, good luck in your future endeavours. That would, I think that that would be a fine way of doing it. It's when they start doing all these releases and stuff, it just makes it feel a bit more sour. But for, for Sheldon, I think he has had a reasonably good run in WWE. I think the fact that he's not seen him on TV for what for a fair bit of time, and when he does, it's not really exactly a, a storyline or anything like that. So I think time probably is right to move on. Um, but I think he's had a good run since he's come back to WWE. Obviously, he came back what during the SmackDown when SmackDown went live, so they needed some more bodies. Um, had a good like, tag team run, which cool. Uh, obviously, the best was the Hurt Business run. That was great. Yes. Um, I had a great little spot at the Rumble as well, where Brock Lesnar was quite funny. Oh, that's funny. Um, so I think, yeah, he's had a good little run, but I think that when you're not on TV for a certain amount of time and... And if a contract is near in the end, then it does make sense. Probably not to, well, obviously up to, up to management and whatnot. But if it's obviously, especially certainly if, yeah, if someone's not on TV for a while and you are looking to not extend the contract, then that's fine. And, um, I think Shelton again falls into that category of, yeah, probably does need a, a bit of a freshen up. Yeah. I think, uh, Elias was, I'm interested to see what he does. Uh, everything, everything about him just seems so, WWE oriented, like all his catchphrases and everything. So I don't know if he could do this, a similar gimmick on the Indies or in another company. It's like, I really like him. <laughs> I really like Elias. And he hasn't been booked great for the last couple of years, but there was a run, like an 18 month run, where he was like not quite LA Knight levels of popular, but he was one of the most popular wrestlers around. Yeah, he was. 2018, um, 2018 WrestleMania, I was there, I think. Um, had to get that in. Him and, um, him and Rusev were. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously they had the, uh, Walk with Elias chance. Um, so, yeah, him and, him and Rusev were the most over wrestlers, I thought, around WrestleMania 20, oh, and Adam Cole, obviously, around WrestleMania 2018 <laughs> time. So, there's, yeah, I think with that it's, it, it is the case of, yeah, gimmick was over. 
probably isn't any more. Looked at repackaging a few times, uh, and yeah, it's just not. There's no plans creative-wise for him. Again, I've got no problems with that if it is a end of contract mutual exit, that's fine because um, there's no point, obviously, keeping um, for the sake of not using them or anything. I'm sure wrestlers would rather would rather go with somewhere else where they can get regular TV time, regular storylines, etc. So, yeah, again, probably another one who could do with a fresh scenery. Yeah. Um, do you want to do our draft now? <laughs> so, uh, was there anybody else? you want to discuss uh, no I think yeah they're the major ones aren't they the major names I'm sure I think, I think, I think, I, yeah we'll get to upset, upset if we talk about maximum male models get released I think so, so um, yeah so Nick's gonna go pick for Impact I'm gonna pick for AEW um, give you good reasons why you wanna pick that person so want me to go first yeah why not well, I'll start with the one I've kind of dropped the major hint, Dana Brooke. Um, literally for the reasons I mentioned, I think, yeah, I think she, the knockouts division is a very good division. It's, and I think as well, they, they really, with impact, like I always say, give it a lot of credit. They, they always have very good consistent storylines and they do treat their knockouts division very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very good group of talent there. Um, and you've seen that it can sort of almost change people like Diana Peraza when she got released to the WWE people would be one could be forgiven for not even knowing who she is mm-hmm. but now she's probably in my opinion one of the biggest names out of WWE uh, biggest female wrestlers outside of WWE in my opinion she's a major name she's a major part of the Impact's knockout division like I say with Dana Brooke she could really when going to um uh, impact could really do well again like we, we, we talked about with many wrestlers where they go and sort of reinvent themselves she could really certainly join that list of group where she can come back as a major star potentially in the future so um yeah i think impact would be a great a great move for her yeah i'm gonna go for i think mustafa ali will do very well in AEW. i think he has the the technical he's technically good he's a bit high flying if you need to he's a good talker Things good all around that, and it'll be good around that TNT, like maybe the interna- intercontinent, international title scene. I think it will, yeah. And even if you wanted to move him to Ring of Honor or something, I think he's he's a good hand to have around that mid card level. And he's still young enough that you you can't, you can't if you got a good story, a good gimmick behind him, he could move up to main events. I think he's I think he is that good. I think, yeah, yeah, when Kofi Mania came up. Did mm. they think that he might be the one to? Yeah, they, the he was originally booked in the uh, match, wasn't he? Yeah, and that is always a fighter that does the rounds. Actually, mm. well, I think I think he could do very well. He's the one I think could do go on the Indies and do amazing, like like Drew Cody type thing. Because I think he is that good. So, mm. Yeah, and he has a great story behind him being a Muslim, being ex police officer. It's like. Yeah, I, I, I think you, you could work it into a good story, good gimmick. Either on the Indies, I think, but in AEW, I think he'll do really well. So. Okay, you next. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the knockout, isn't it? She, uh, I'm going to go for um, yeah, going to go for Emma. Yeah. Um, I think simply like a bit like almost like a a bit of Eric Young returned to Impact recently. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, where they feel at home. I mean, she could. I mean, I'm not. I mean, same. She, if she went to AW, I'd still be happy, and hopefully that they could make it work. I just think Impact. She did so brilliantly there. It would be a safe. As I say, it could be maybe you could to play devil's advocate with myself. It could be a too much <laughs> of a safe move for her if there is the offer of AW and maybe go there as chance to really again try another promotion. I just think yeah, again, it would really help the Knockouts division get in. Someone who we know is a main event, can be a main event player there. Um, character was always great in there, so I would just slip her back in to how she was doing. Um, potentially you could even bring her back in as a baby face and impact, uh, that she was mainly heel when she was last there, so, mm. um, but yeah, I would like to see her back in impact. Who we don't mention that riddle. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if that really counts because I think that was more of a, more yeah. Outside of problems, as opposed to uh, okay. as opposed to a um, just release because we we don't want you on the roster anymore. I think that was more <laughs> for other reasons were a factor to that. Yeah, I was gonna go for Mace. I think I think WWE 
had some of the mates, they just kept giving him really crap gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, and when he was in Retribution, his figure, have you seen his fi- Retribution figure? It, it looks amazing. <laughs> but, and then there's Mount Marseille figure, it's like, he's a, he's a built tall, everything Vince loves about a man. Wrestler, and why, why just saddle him with rubbish gimmicks? Just let him wrestle, let him be a powerhouse. It's, I think, some, like like a powerhouse Hobbs, I think it would work. <laughs> but, yeah, but well, not powerhouse Hobbs, but I think AEW could. I think they need some bigger men in AEW. I think they've got like they've got like the powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow, and that's that's about it. And like the like you know, we can put Rusev in there as well. But mm. I think that somebody have some mass behind them because they have a lot who who go up against like Orange Cassidy and. and Alan and Jungle Boy and all that. He also um, was quite good in commentary. I, 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 see, so I, I see something in him. I think it was alright in commentary as well. Yeah. I can't think. I can't remember his real name. Oh, I can't remember. Was it, it, it his it, actual it, name? It came with D. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, 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 I see something in him. I've, I've always liked him. Oh, good. Yeah. No, that's. Um, yeah. No, that's fair. Well, I'm gonna go for um, number three, and I'm gonna. Sorry, were you done? Sorry. Yes, yeah. Cut, I think cut out a bit. I'm going to go for uh, Riddick Moss. Now, I know you, uh, there is a bit of, yeah, I like, I like couples in real life to stay together. So there, there is that element as well. Mm-hmm. But made mainly to the point of Riddick Moss, I feel like you could look at, I think Steve Macklin's a good example. He's mm-hmm. obviously a great build, Riddick Moss. You actually do look at him and think, oh, okay, well, he's sort of someone that I know is, going back, he's not really in creative control, someone like Vince would love. Um, but um, yeah, I think him and Impact work well. There's some obviously some guys that he can have some good sort of uh, well reasonable size with him, like Moose, uh, Steve Macklin that I've mentioned, and I think yeah, I think mean, I think Macklin's a good example because again, around the same height, sort of had a similar kind of well career. Maybe Moss has probably had a bit of a better career in WWE as opposed to Macklin, but obviously when you go then to a new promotion, you can. Well, yeah, again, sky is the limit when you've got that fresh opportunity. I think looking at someone like Macklin, the way they've been booked, I think you could definitely do the same with Riddick Moss. Um, and I just think that that roster he could sit in well. I think with Moose as well, they've both got like their American football kind of background. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. so there's that, there's that as well. Um, I just think, yeah, on the, um, all in all, I think there is, there, there's definitely scope for him on impact and a chance for him really to, and I think as well with, with Moss as well, there's opportunity in that roster to be a heel or a face. Really good matches that he can have. I just think, yeah, he would sit, he would sit, it would just fall in quite well, I think, into impact wrestling at this present moment. Yeah. That wasn't even Macklin's fault that he didn't do very well in the WWE. I thought they, they probably had big plans with the Sun, what are they called? The Suns? They were the Suns. Forgotten Sons, yeah. Forgotten, Forgotten Sons. They always look quite cool when they came out to, um, yeah. to matches and stuff, but, um, yeah, no, um, yeah, I think, um, I think, yeah, with Riddick Moss, definitely, regardless of what promotion he's always going to be a bit, obviously, big size lad, and the, I think, yeah, there's, there is, there's, yeah, there's, there's certainly potential wherever he ends up, but, uh, I think, yeah, Impact could be a, a really good place to go to, I think, for him. Yeah, I'm gonna go for Shelton Benjamin, but I'll put, I'll put him, give him like, put him in Ring of Honor, I think, I think he's 48 years old now. I think he he could be a good, a good hand to have like backstage at Ring of Honor. He could do a bit of producing if you put him in the ring. I think he's a two yeah he's two time tag team champion there. He had a great run between 2010 2013. So so you could like give him a, like a hero's welcome type back. He could be like a face. But I think I think more importantly he could help sort out Ring of Honor, produce the matches and just, yeah just be have a good be a good hand to have around. I think he can have a good match with anyone probably. Yeah, and a bit of experience to have on the roster as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think yeah, experience is always is always key on any on any roster for just for mm. backstage morale more than anything as well. Right, so that's there are picks. Yeah, I think three decent picks each. I think. So, yeah, yeah, good, good reason. It. Yeah, it could be fun to have like a power couple of Riddick Boss and Emma on impact. Yeah, well, they can even go into a few potentially with Perazzo and Macklin because they're a couple. Yes. Um, 
So, yeah, again, loads of options where you can go with that. But I just feel, yeah, I think just with the, I don't know, I don't want to say culture, because that's probably not the right terminology. I just feel with someone like him, there's just good examples of wrestlers that have gone into, who have gone sort of out of WWE as a bit of nothing, but can go to another promotion and really reinvent themselves and, yeah, potentially be, like we say, Drew and Cody is that limit that you can go somewhere and come back as a major star. So, it's not ruled out any of these guys that have gone because it literally can happen to anyone. It really can. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do you think it's going to happen with Matt Riddle? Do you think he's just going to get back on in the Indies? Or I think what I think for now it's probably best to get heads. I don't think diving straight back into another promotion at the, at straight away is a good idea. Yeah. Um, I think I think Tony Khan will definitely have eyes on the situation. Yeah. Sorts his personal problems out, gets sort of, um, gets away from it for a, a, I'd say a while, and then maybe next year, going into next year, then we it gets relooked at and see where he is in a in a, where he is sort of men- mentally and what have you, and then then companies try to look. But so I'd say for now, yeah, maybe just do some quiet indie shows potentially to keep ticking over. But in terms of big name companies. I think it would be best to probably not dive straight into it. I, mean, I, I could be wrong, but uh, for me, just, yeah, I think with, with what's going on, it could be wise just to, yeah, to, to as I say, sort sort his head out more than anything first and then look to, to maybe to maybe get him into some other promotions. There's two I really... I, I don't think they're ever going to go to NXT, or NXT, AEW or Impact, but what's, what's Shanky and... Lavatato or what, what commander is he is wherever he, he's, he's down as it is. <laughs> just uh, yeah, these, the, these giants that aren't amazing in the ring and they work in the WWE but they, they find people who work on TV because they look so imposing and but, yeah, I, I'm quite interested in what's going to happen with the likes of them because uh, Impact I think the uh, Impact and AW have or they have the big giants like um, the one who's with Jeff Jarrett I can't remember his name or something else. Jeff Jarrett, and, yeah, and oh, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Satnam Singh is it? Satnam Singh, yeah, yeah. They've got the big show. They've got yeah. They have the Giants. So I'm really interested. What's going to happen with them? This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw, and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. And you're listening to Broken but Glorious. NXT No Mercy. It's the 14th edition of No Mercy, according to Wikipedia. Oh. Uh, first one to be held since 2017, and it's this Saturday. And uh, uh, can you tell me what the big match from that? There was, in fact, there was a couple of big matches from that one, but there was a major match that was at No Mercy 2017. Ooh, I think it would have been one of our first shows. I actually it? got the card up. It was actually an unreal card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's try to remember. It would have been one of our uh, first few. I suppose yeah, it would have still been. <coughs> Yes, we only we only um, review previews for the first couple of months, the first year or so. I'll, I'll run through the card. It's actually a pretty good card. Miz versus Jason Jordan for the Intercontinental Championship. Ooh. Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus Cesaro and Sheamus for the tag for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Um, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey versus Emma versus Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks for a five way match for the Raw Women's Championship. There's the uh. big one. Roman yeah. Reigns versus John Cena. I don't even have no memory of that match at all. I remember the feud, but I don't remember the match at all. Uh, well, no, even a feud. I think it literally just came about very quickly. And mm. yeah, uh, Enzo Moro versus Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship, <laughs> and then the main event: Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. Mm. So I'm guessing this was a Raw-only pay-per-view. But well, for, for a Raw-only pay-per-view, that's a bloody good card, to be fair. I was in. Uh, it was in LA at the Staples Center, so probably wanted to get some big na- matches on there. But mm. yeah, no, I, I, I've got no recollection. I remember the main event was uh, was quite good uh, between Brock and Braun, but yeah, for the actual, I don't know. I've no record. I just looked at the I don't know. no recollection of the whole shit. <coughs> <coughs> I mean, it was quite a while ago. I probably only ever watched it that one time, unless Joel or Isaac asked me to go because. Go back and watch them. I tend to watch like really old stuff. <laughs> 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 I just want a nostalgia hit. Alright, so 
So we've, as we already discussed, there was meant to be Mustafa Ali versus Dominic Mysterio, but that match has been redrawn. So the card currently is Noam Dar versus Eva Butch or Joseph Coffey for the um, Heritage Cup. Um, they've been having a NXT Global Heritage Invitational tournaments for the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, where Butch won Group A and Joe Coffey won Group B. Some group fun people in this. Um, then we have Carmella Hayes versus Dragunov for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker versus Baron Corbin. And then, yeah, and Steph, yeah, Becky Lynch defending the title against Tiffany Stratton. Extreme rules. So. Yeah, not, uh, obviously there was supposed to be the North American title, whether they'll do something with that or they know. I think another match definitely will get announced on, yes. on NXT tonight. Um, it would make sense to maybe put Dragon Lee in or something maybe. Or? Well, he wrestled on Raw and it, was, and it wasn't like a screwy finish. It was actually a good match show, uh, okay. with Don getting the win. So whether they have made a stipulation uh, match, I don't know, but, um, yeah, I suspect Regardless, there will be there will be something that will get added. So, um, who's the? <coughs> yeah, uh, there's not a tag team championship match, so potentially um, Tony D and Stacks might potentially have a match. Um, they might defend the belts against someone. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be something else that will get added to uh, to the match tonight. Um, to the to the card rather. Kamala Hayes versus Dragunov. Oh, I can't yeah, wait that, for that. That looks amazing. Yeah, they've had a few matches and they've always been great. I mean, Dragunov, in my opinion, has been. I think he's yeah one of the. I think one of the best wrestlers in the entire company. Um, I mean, some of his matches that he's had in NXT alone have been match of the year. I mean, his the him versus um, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Dom, Di, Dijak um, yes. was a match of the year contender. Um, Obviously, when he last wrestled, when he wrestled Gunther, when he beat Gun- well, Walter back then for the belt, that was insane. So, yeah, he's really, really got his stuff. And I'd, like, I'd actually happily see him win the belt off Melo Hayes. Um, yeah. I'd happily see him win. And, um, yeah, I'd happily see him win to go on. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and even if you see Melo go up to the, the main roster as well, I think Melo is ready. He's there waiting yeah, to go. Also, I think a, a run with the belt for Dragunov could be good. I'm just trying to think of the... Yeah, these two did wrestle, actually, at the last pay-per-view um, yeah. for the title at American Bash. Because I remember thinking then it was probably going to be maybe a Trick Williams. Uh, I thought then, actually, they were going to go on and um, then be in uh, Seth's... Uh, was it Seth's Corner? At, um, yeah, Seth's Corner at um, at SummerSlam the week later. Mm-hmm. I remember saying that. Now. It's all come back to me. Um, but... Uh, you potentially still could get the Trick Williams turn, but I don't think it would really suit this kind of match in the sense that Dragon obviously, well, one is one him and Trick have just obviously had a massive feud themselves, and I don't think Trick and I don't think Dragonoff would be the right person to then capitalise on someone turning on their their buddy. So, um, I, yeah, I hope they just let this play out as a match, have Dragonoff win, and then you maybe look to get Camelo onto the main roster. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I love Dragon Off to win. I know they have moved away from prior NXT. I'm still like in that past NXT of when the main when someone does drop the belt, they go, oh, "Okay, well they'll be up to the main roster." And that usually used to happen all the time, but I think they've kind of faded away from that now. Uh, where they only call wrestlers up if they have got what they claim and they actually have got stuff in place for them. Um, I'm guessing with all these releases, they must have. Room in the in the mid card for a few NXT guys. Yeah, I'm not a fan of just calling wrestlers up and getting them lost automatically in the mm. in the mid card. I'm a firm just call them up and if you've got good storylines in place for a, a solid potentially a solid sort of six months at least planned. So um, I get that's more easier said than done, but it's yeah. I'm really that's what. Triple H said, nobody will get killed up from NXT unless they had like six, nine months of story. Well, it's like a, a little progression of what they're going to do. So, anyway, we, well, we got to go Becky Williams is going to retain as well. Um, yeah, I think Becky retains Tiffany, and Tiffany's another one who's, in my opinion, main event ready to, to go up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, I think yeah, Becky wins. Um, although yeah, I, I think Becky wins. I think with her, there's obviously there's quite a few. I mean, I'm liking this stuff that she's going to give opportunity, but ignoring Jade Cargill, what we mentioned for I think a, a nice feud with her potentially and Lyra Valkyria, given they've had oh, their yeah, like yeah. bit of um thing. I mean, that could also be another way of Becky dropping the title could be to someone like her as uh, a bit of a not passing off the torch as such, but uh, yeah, that could. That could be quite cool as well to go down. I know they've been teaming together and obviously they teamed last week and they've had some backstage stuff, obviously both Irish as well. Um, but, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few, there's a fair few wrestlers I'd like to see Becky go up against. I think this, if her doing a, like a bit like a John Cena open challenge every week, I think could be really cool. So yeah, Becky to win. Yeah, same. Yeah, Becky to win. Man, I'm looking forward to her open challenges, I think. And then eventually Jade answers one. Definitely. Yeah. And Rob Raker's going to beat Baron Corbin. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this match doesn't really make an awful lot of sense to me. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it obviously all started when Breaker tried to, well, murder um, Von Wagner uh, on, <laughs> on NXT, and then Corbin came out week after, like, that's like, how cool it was, and Breaker just basically like, shut the hell up, and then end into a fight but yeah so it's, it's not been the best of booking this um, I really thought that they, the way they could have got this is that they actually just turned Baron Corbin face um, potentially that could have actually worked um, mm. but they they for some reason haven't um, but yeah I think yeah, Bron Breaker Bron Breaker should win this I think it makes sense with his yeah, yeah it would make no sense Baron Corbin winning so yeah Breaker Break a whim. Right, and to finish the show, we'll be talking about AEW Wrestle Dream. Um, a new pay per view. We're speculating that they may be going to try to increase the pay per views that was it 12, one a month, maybe. And what a card, I think. <laughs> Top to bottom. I'm like, oh. <sighs> we can't go into too much detail on all of them because there's nine bloody matches. Yeah, <laughs> we're happy just to do a. A name and a name, <laughs> name and small reason. Right, so we'll start from the bottom and make our way up. So, uh, four-way tag team match for a future AW tag team championship match. So we've got the Young Bucks versus the Guns versus the Lucha Brothers versus Orange Cassidy and Hook. Um, Orange Cassidy and Hook. Yeah, so would I. Um, <laughs> I. I really would. I think. Yeah. I mean. Bucks and Lucha Bros, yep, you know, they're, you know what you're going to get at them versus potentially FTR or Aussie Open. Wow, 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 that'd be fun. We know that. There's no denying that. Guns, please no. Um, I just think they're casting Hook. It's a new team. I think, I think they're both, they're both over. They've both obviously got, at the moment, they've both got obviously to come to, together as a team because of their, how they've been as a single star. I think, yeah, I think this could be, them winning would be, would be great. Definitely. Yeah, it's the uh, Chris Stanlander versus Julia Hart. I read a stat the other day that Julia Hart's not been pinned in over a year, but she hasn't had lots of matches. Obviously, she's been managing. To, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. This is a tough one to call, and I, I think I, as much as I do love Chris Stanlander, I would happily see Julia Hart win in the sense that um, that yeah, you could really go somewhere with this as a character. Uh, obviously. Doesn't have, and the fact that they've obviously recently lost the belts, the stable. So, yeah, I'd like to see Julia Hart win this. I think. I think she probably could do if they win more than Statlander. I know she's only recently won the belt, and then you, mm-hmm. you've gone from Cargo holding the belt for ages then to hot potato in it, but really hot potato in it. Then Hart holds them for a while. So yeah, I'd go for Julia Hart. Oh, that'd be fun. <coughs> she's got yeah, apparently gone to Wikipedia. She should be accompanied by Brody King, so he could have yeah have him interfere and help. Julia Hart. Yeah. The next match, this is going to be a hard hit <laughs> for the Ring of Honor World Championship and the strong open weight championship. Eddie Kingston versus Shibata. It's going to be tasty. I like this. I like this yeah, match. This, this, has match. this has match of the night written all over. <laughs> uh, yeah, proper excited for this one. Um, yeah, it does have match of the night vibes about it. Uh, Eddie surely wins, given he's only just won the yes. Ring of Honor belt. Uh, and very over, and, and recently just signed a new contract of AW as well. Um, but yeah, Eddie Kingston win, but 
I'm all, I'm going to make a bold call that this could. Well, I want to say we'll get matched tonight, but I've just looked at the main event. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Eddie Kingston versus Shibata, but a match of the night contender we're going to have on our hands for sure. I'm pretty sure he only recently won the openweight title as well. I think he did, yeah. I'll have a look that up. I'll look that up whilst we talk about the next one. Right, next one. It's been it's two or three falls match for the TNT Championship. Christian Cage versus Darby Allen. As much as I would say Darby Allen should be going over uh, Christian, uh, I'm really I'm loving Christian Cage's heel work. Probably the best heel in the company at the moment, <laughs> yes. to be fair. Um, and I think Darby's safe regardless. So I'm going to go for Christian wins two one, and it's a very um, I think it's a very like uh, yeah, a very slimy way he wins. They've obviously already dropped the hints now of potentially Luchasaurus isn't too happy at Christian. I'm sure that would be a slow burner, but I'm happy to like stretch it out and then have Luchasaurus take the belt of Christian somewhere down the line. Um, but yeah, for now, I'd, I'd keep the belt on Christian because I think he's doing great with it. He's only just actually formally become champion <laughs> after the after um, Dynamite. So yeah, I'll go for yeah. um, I'll go for Christian two one in a very slimy two one win. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite a weird, <laughs> I don't know, quite, quite a gimmick, a weird gimmick, just picking on people who have their dads. <laughs> yeah, it's... And how, how it gets over. <laughs> well, yeah, it does. I'm sure, obviously, well, you'd like to think that this sort of stuff's all agree. I know, cause I know usually when, in other promotions, when someone does die, they usually do go, look, are you comfortable with this going on to storyline? It's up to the wrestler to agree as opposed to them just blurting it out. So I'm sure that sort of stuff's always agreed with the wrestler prior to them. Because I know with Brian, he was always firmly, no, when he, I think when his dad died, he was firmly against any, absolutely no reference of it, basically, almost on TV, unless it's in a nice way. He just didn't, didn't want it to be in any storyline whatsoever. Um, so uh, I'm sure that's it. But yeah, it is bloody hilarious when he does go on it. And, uh, yeah, as I say, I think he's doing some of his best heel work. People yeah. c- compare it, I think, in my opinion, I think it's best heel, well, best work we've seen from Christian all the way back to 2011 with the Randy Orton view back in 2011. So, mm. yeah, really great to see. Yeah, there's a compilation of all, a lot of junk he's put on YouTube. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd recommend people go find that. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, Six Man Tag, the Golden Lovers and Chris Jericho versus the Don Callis family, um, Sammy Guevara, Will Ospreay, and I can never remember take Takashita. Takashita. Yeah. Um yeah, this will be class as well. Um and just so many like yeah, I mean already you know, I mean I know Omega's kind of at the moment in the feud with Takashita, but you're like, Oh Omega and Osprey sharing the same ring again, or could this lead to the third match down the line or when when will that be? Which I think it probably will be. Um Hopefully at full Wembley gear. next year. <laughs> or Wembley next year. If they can stretch it out that long, I'm more than happy for them to stretch it out that long. Um, some New Japan booking. <laughs> stretched out for a whole year. Yeah, more than happy for that. Uh, yeah, cool that Abushi's in. Obviously, I know they've been cutting the promise and they want to annihilate him as well as the next person. Jericho. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really happy that Abushi's stuck around. I, I, I yeah. thought it might have been a one and done after Blood and Guts. But, yeah. No, def- definitely. Jericho now with the feud with Guevara, which I think is kind of almost long overdue, the feud between the two. And um, I think, yeah, looking for, I think that that's kind of obvious that will be at full gear, them versus them in a one on one match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then potentially you could even do the Golden Lovers versus Tuxita and Osprey. Ooh. Potentially oh. at the next pay per view. I don't want to. I mean, that sounds a little bit WWE booking. The fact that you're sort of uh, merging matches into another, and then you're kind of doing the similar booking. But I think that would be great. But no, uh, yeah. yeah, excited for this. I would, I would have Jericho and the Golden Lovers win. I think. Um, I know there's going to be more matches to follow. I think with Omega losing twice to Tuxedo, he probably does need the win. To be honest with you. Um, yeah. Osprey. As well, being Jericho. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the only other way I'd, I'd see it is if Sammy Guevara got the pin on Jericho. Yeah, that that could work. I think that could actually be the what happens. To be fair, because then, then if you go the tag, you have the match as you said, then the tag teams haven't beat each other. Yeah, 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 true. Jer- Jericho, be trying to get this win back. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, no, I think that's a 
one that think for, yeah you've won me round there usually I'm so set in my, my ways <laughs> on a pick but no I think I've, I will change my one to the Don Caddis family uh, better than you baby oh, I love them <laughs> it doesn't matter who they're against because they're the best thing in wrestling at the moment <laughs> well that's it cause I, I, I want to see some double clotheslines and kangaroo kicks <laughs> that's that's exactly it because <laughs> that's what, on another podcast listening to people would well not even just on that but people on social media have been a little bit up in arms that uh, righteous are getting probably the most overthinking wrestling at the moment on a pay-per-view so what on earth have they done to deserve that but <clears throat> I think it doesn't as you just rightfully said I don't think it kind of matters who the opponents are because it'll be fun regardless um, I don't mind the righteous um, must admit I've never seen any matches them to suggest oh well this will be like a I don't know, like um a better than you baby versus like FTR or something. It's certainly not, <laughs> but it will, I'm sure it'll still be fun. And I think, yeah, most of the eyes are just on better than you baby. Um, I think as well, again, I think they'll probably save better than you baby versus the kingdom maybe for the next, mm, but then that's a, yeah, you could have maybe said why on earth they'd not done the kingdom and that make a bit more sense, but <laughs> maybe that's been saved for something else. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe MJF and Adam Cole might do double duty again at the next, um, at the next pay-per-view full gear, potentially. I don't know. But, um, oh, actually, there is, obviously, there'll, there'll be a ring of honor pay-per-view actually, won't they? I think usually December they have, is it final battle in December? And they usually have some over there. Maybe they might save that for better than you, baby, versus the kingdom for final battle. So. I'm really right. I, 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 that's that's my prediction. Better than you, baby. Win. Definitely. Yeah, it'll with be fun with, with a double clothesline. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There we have possibly my two favorite tag teams in the whole world: FTR versus Aussie Open. <laughs> I'm off. I'm off. I'm off on Monday. I can just sit there and just watch, watch this place. This yeah, I'm proper jealous of you for that because I'm gonna have to work and try and watch this and try to absorb it because this is an unreal car and this will be another incredible match um, mm. I really don't mind who wins this in fact based on who I said I wanted to win the four way match earlier I'm going to go for Aussie Open ooh uh, <coughs> that could be fun I, I think I'm going to go for Aussie Open um, it doesn't matter FTR they're going to be safe they're going to always be a major player at major team in this they're, they're always going to be FTR regardless of defeats on papers regardless of dropping belts they're still FTR um, yeah I would go for Aussie Open I think I'd quite like to see them as AEW champions I know they've recently had the, the RLH championships but mm-hmm. yeah I'd go for Aussie Open they're both two of my favourite tag teams so I don't care I think it's going to be an amazing match weirdly as well I think Orange Cassidy and Hook versus Aussie Open would actually interest me more than Cassidy and Hook versus FTR because I just think, yeah, I think well, obviously face versus heels but yeah I think I think got a feeling that the, the Aussie Open it would go down a bit better with the, with the audience than mm-hmm. than FTR I could be obviously it could be a class regardless and I'm sure it probably would be but yeah okay, uh, Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland <laughs> could be another match with that contender yeah um, you know what I'll give it to Swerve Strickland. I'll go and say Swerve. Yeah, I think he could do the win. Um, uh, yeah, I'll go for Swerve Strickland. I'm really, I love obviously Prince Nana that comes down with it. I'd, I'd love Swerve versus MJF. I think the, uh, them two on the microphone against each other could be amazing. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah, I'll go for yep, Swerve to beat Page. And I've, I, again, Hangman and Page is going. He's not one that's crying out for a win or anything like that. He'll always be certainly a main a main event a main event player and so yeah swear to him and then finally it's a match we've wanted for a while Daniel Bryan versus Zack Sabre Jr it was meant to happen at Forbidden Door wasn't it yeah it was yeah yeah was that when Kyle Ducassandoli debuted to remember was it um yeah I think so as a, as a replacement for Daniel Bryan yeah that's right yeah you're <laughs> spot on yeah Bryan yes. got injured yeah you're absolutely right um, yeah. This could be a technical masterpiece. It's going to be enough times and like, yeah, they just do all their tech stuff and then ramp it up to this, yeah. Oh, this could be, yeah, hard hitting, techy, but I love it. This going to be amazing. Who's going to win though? Ooh, I have to go with Brian, I think. Zach Tilly is not full time on the roster. 
That's, yeah. the, that's my only thing. <laughs> I kind of want to see a free. Uh, I kind of want to see a free series though. Um, mm. I'm going to give this win to Zach Zaber Junior. Um, but it's not the last we see of these two crossing battle. I think this is my. I, this is my. I wanted this at all in. I think I picked this batch. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. That, that twenty minute chat just made me so much more excited. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Zach Zaber Jr. based on the fact that I want to see um three matches between I want to see further down the line. Mm-hmm. Um I think yeah. Yeah, so that's No Mercy on Saturday and Wrestle Dream on Sunday, so it's a full weekend of wrestling for us. So we'll be back next week to review them. So is there anything else you want to discuss, Nick? I think that's everything, mate. Yes, I'm going to watch the Great British Bake Off now. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> forgot that started, yes. Completely forgot that started. Yes. I'm not the biggest fan of Al- 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 Alison Hammond, so she didn't... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't mind her, but the fact that... I don't like it when someone's on everything. They It seems a bit like... There's a few people like that who, I, as I say, like, but... It, they're on everything. I think Romesh is one as well. He seems to pop up on everything. The comedian. Yeah. Uh, again, I like the, to see Romesh on Great British Bake Off. I like him, but <laughs> just seems to be on every bloody TV show. Addison Hammond's another one who seems to be going that way. Um, so, yeah, I don't like it when people are on TV too much. As I say, I, I, did, I didn't think that Noel and Sandy Toxpeth was going to work, but it did. <laughs> I love Noel Fielding. He yeah. can be on a lot of stuff, so... Yeah, Phil Field, and I've loved him and Matt the last couple of years. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed him and Matt together. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the show tonight. Okay, All right. So if you enjoy our show, please follow us on Twitter. It's BBG Wrestling, BBG Wrestling on Facebook and on Instagram. See you next week. Good night. Good night. That's Dan Mather in our chat. So, so, so again. In our chat, I put a picture of Dan Leifer. Oh, let's see. Oh, no, I've done it again.